This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Vendis joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, I guess, here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandela, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show, broadcasting from the major mortgage man cave. Here's Jason Walker. Yo, happy Monday. It is the Jason Walker Show here in the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Hope you had a great weekend. Got a chance to get out and do some golfing finally. And uh, it was nice. Ended the day with uh, three straight pars, which I don't know has ever happened before for me. But uh, loved it. Got, got to get the uh, Wow. Three, two, one. Got to get out and uh, enjoy the uh, great Montana weather. Hope you had a great weekend as well. Big show coming up today. Big shows all week here in the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Um, today, we're going to talk American Legion baseball with Helena Senators coach John Burnett. He will join us at about uh, 40 minutes from now. Also coming up in about 15 minutes, we will chat with author Kirk McKnight. He has written a few books, and it's a different type of baseball and hockey book. And I'm excited about it. Uh, So we'll talk to him. And also, Jason Ferris is set to join us. Um, He's trying to get back into service. So hopefully he gives us a call here um, shortly. But uh, Jason Ferris, the two-time Frontier Conference Defensive Player of the Year and uh, absolute stud down at uh, UM Western and Dillon, uh, he signed a non-undrafted free agent contract with the Carolina Panthers, which is very cool. And we're going to talk to him, hopefully, uh, coming up today, if he uh, can get into uh, cell service. So, there you go. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, speaking of the NFL draft, there were uh, no Big Sky Conference players taken in the draft, which really surprised me, and surprised a lot of people, honestly. Um, only six FCS guys taken overall. And no Big Sky guys drafted. That's the first time since 2000. And just the second time ever that the Big Sky has not had uh, somebody drafted. I anticipated Dante Olsen in the fourth, maybe the fifth round. And he was not signed. And you wonder, because the virtual draft, the COVID-19, the la- and everybody's talking about this, the lack of pro days really affected a lot of uh, athletes. But Dante was at the NFL Combine, so everybody knew him. Uh, but he did sign with the Philadelphia Eagles. And Marty Morningweg, former Grizz quarterback, he's out there. So uh, congrats to Dante uh, signing uh, immediately with the Eagles. Travis Johnson with Montana State signed with Tampa Bay. And then Bryce Sturk with Miami, which is pretty cool uh, for Big Sky guys. And then um, the big tight end out of Portland State, uh, can't think of his name right now, but he went to the Dallas Cowboys. 
which is awesome. But, yeah, Dante Olsen to the Eagles, Travis Johnson to the Buccaneers, Bryce Sturrock to the Dolphins, and still awaiting if Braden Conkle maybe, hopefully, can get uh, signed on somewhere as well, uh, which would be really sweet. But uh, So nobody won the autographed uh, uh, football from Gil Brandt because there was no Big Sky Conference guy drafted. So we'll... Uh, We'll try to figure out with Gil how we want to give that away uh, down the road. Uh, but Case Cookus signed out of Northern Arizona with the New York Giants, which is fantastic. Case Cookus, one of my all-time favorite guys uh, in the Big Sky. Got to golf with him, got to hang out with him a couple of times at Big Sky Media Day and, and days, and he is a, he's a good, good dude. So um, still uh, we're efforting Jason Ferris, who, you know, this is crazy for an NAI guy, and I know what's happened in the past. But a frontier guy, especially. And Jason Ferris deserves his chance with the Carolina Panthers. There's no question about it. A great athletic family. And hopefully uh, we can talk to Jason uh, coming up here before the end of the show. We'll, uh, we'll try to get him on for, uh, for, no, um, for no doubt. So, uh, But there were some cancellations today. And it's just not... Great, and we expect it, though. The Bob Cleverly eight-man All-Star game was canceled. That was scheduled for uh, Tech's campus June 6th, and uh, it was canceled. Tech's campus not open, and uh, so that's kind of a, that's a bummer for the eight-man All-Star game. And some great, great kids. And so, uh, you know, you look at, the history, you know, the East-West Shrine game has been canceled. Well, you know, it's spring sports season. Uh, the six-man All-Star game was also canceled for uh, uh, on today, which was scheduled for May 30th, but that one was canceled. That's pretty early, too, I think. Uh, so far, we're still hoping to get the Montana-Wyoming basketball series going. I don't know how, how that's going to happen. I just don't, I can't see that that, I I can't see how they're going to play Montana-Wyoming All-Star Basketball. The Badlands Bowl is still scheduled. I don't see how that's going to happen. Um, so we'll just keep an eye on that. Uh, man. And it sucks. It sucks for these kids. It sucks for these seniors that, you know, a lot of their dads and, and played in this game, or these games. So we'll see. We'll, uh, you know... We'll see if the Badlands Bowl happens. We'll see if Montana Wyoming All Star Basketball happens. I just don't. I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. Legion Baseball set to go. We'll see. Uh, we'll talk to John Burnett, the Helena Senators coach, coming up uh, a little bit later on on the show today. But they announced over the weekend that they're going to start practicing today, which is great. They can get out on the field. And we're going to talk to Coach Burnett about this because I want to know how they're – you still have to social distance. It's phase one of the governor's reopening plan. Um, but we'll see. We'll talk to Coach Burnett about this because there's about 64 teams that, you know, you have to, you have to abide by local rules. So if local city officials say you can't play, then you can't play. You can't be on those fields. In a lot of the cases across the city or state of Montana, the city 
or the county owns the fields where Legion plays. Uh, you can practice in small groups, but you still have to have groups of 10 or less. And we apologize for the uh, the video version of this, but uh, we'll wait for that to fire back up as we hopefully will get Jason Ferris on by, uh, as well. But talking Legion ball. And here's the drop-dead date for American Legion, May 22nd which they're hoping to play. That would be phase two for the governor's plan. The governor said phase two, they're going to play with no fans if they get to May 22nd. Phase two is open, and if they can, you know, if they can, because phase two is up to 50 people. So they're hoping to play with no fans. Now, If May 22nd comes and Phase 2 is not open, then Legion gets scrapped. North Dakota's already scrapped its season. That's why I wonder if North Dakota and Montana will play the Badlands Bowl. It's scheduled to be the last one. It's always a blowout. I don't know why they'd play it anyway, but the last one was scheduled for this year. But with Legion Ball, you stay in state. So how does that affect teams like uh, Lethbridge? Right? So you can't travel across the border. So we're, we're going to talk to John Burnett about this and uh, and get some of his thoughts when uh, when he joins us here uh, later on on the Jason Walker Show. So Mention that we're, we uh, went golfing. Oh, and by the way, um, we talked about the six- and eight-man games getting uh, canceled. Um, Howard just Facebooked this and said, why can't they reschedule? Howard, I, I don't know that. My guess would be because we don't know what the summer holds. So you can't really plan anything not knowing where we're headed. I know there's a lot of positivity with, you know, I, I had a friend today was in Billings and said the mall, you know, Billings was packed today because today's the first day that everybody can be out and about. Um, but I just don't, I, we don't even know if we're going to get a college football season on time or NFL season on time. There was a proposal of the NFL today I saw that maybe they start in October and play the Super Bowl February 28th. So basically start four to five weeks later. But we'll keep an eye on it. I mean, obviously, it's what we're doing. But, Howard, I just I, – and with the six- and eight-man and, and games, I just – I don't – you can't reschedule because, well, for one, the uh, – was it the eight-man game – is in Billings, or uh, Class B, by the way, I'm sorry, the Class B All-Star game is still scheduled for Billings for the summer, but that's only if Rocky is allowing people on campus. Right now, you can't go on campus. That's part of the reason the six-man game was canceled, because Tech's not allowing anybody on campus. And that game's played at Bob Green Field, so there you go. Uh, So we'll keep an eye on everything. We're going to take a break. When we come back, hopefully Jason Ferris uh, can get into service uh, today. Um, we're efforting Jason, who uh, the UM Western standout, Dylan Beaver, Montana boy, signing with the Carolina Panthers, which is just awesome. There wasn't many guys on the frontier this year from the senior class that I thought had a chance to go to the next level. Jason Ferris is definitely one of them. So hopefully we'll get a hold of him uh, soon. 
All right, bro, when we return, we're going uh, going to, wow, I didn't do anything over the weekend except golf and hang out, and I can't talk. Uh, we're going to chat with an author. He's written books about, uh, vo- it, it, they're books about baseball and hockey, but they're a different kind of book, and they're really cool, and he's going to talk about them next. When we return here on a Monday, Jason Walker Show, we're coming right back. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Spring is fast approaching and summer is just around the corner, so now is the time to get those windows tinted at Auto Concepts as the sun starts to heat up. Tinting is the best way to keep the sun out of your little one's eyes driving down the road. Plus, it just looks cool. Auto Concepts is your exclusive 3M dealer for tinting as well as the best clear bras in town. Auto Concepts clear bras will not fade or yellow over time. And don't forget about suspension lifts and power steps for your rig too. Visit AutoConceptsHelena.com or check them out on Facebook. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po' boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show on a Monday. Big, uh, big week coming up for us. We've got some great guests lined up. Going to chat with uh, Nick McCarvel tomorrow. Lindsay Barra will join us on Wednesday. That is Yogi's daughter. Brittany Jackson, the former Tennessee Lady Vol, will play. Uh, will join us. And Dr. Scott Morton will join us. Uh, coming up, former Montana State Bobcat. On Friday. All right. So, there we go. Um, Howard, I, I, we're still on this Facebook uh, conversation about the Class C or six-man and eight-man games being uh, canceled. 
And he said, give it a chance, reschedule. If you have to cancel, cancel. But again, the problem, a part of that is the logistics behind it and getting people, Howard, to go to work these games, you know, and volunteer. And I, I get it, they're already going to, but if, if you move it to August, then you've got people already on plans, you got vacations, you got a whole bunch of stuff. And it sucks for these kids, but they're gonna, they're canceled. And, and I'm sorry, but. All right, let's uh, bring in our first guest today as we uh, still are efforting Jason Ferris, uh, the former Bulldog from UM Western. But we're going to talk some uh, some books. And I'm, I, I like the idea of these books. As author Kirk McKnight joins us from, uh, I believe, his home in Las Vegas. How are you? I'm good. And, yes, I am in Las Vegas right now. What's the temperature? <laughs> 96. Really? Ish. I love that. I'm a, I'm, I love the hot weather. So, if, if that uh, if that whole COVID uh, calculation is good, you know, and right about the weather and how it can't survive, everybody should just walk outside, <laughs> and you can cure Las Vegas right now. There you go, there you go. And there's nobody out <laughs> in Las Vegas, uh, according to the videos I've seen. But um, it's it's strange, Las Vegas. And I know you have a job, um, what at Treasure Island, I believe. But when there's nobody in Vegas. I mean, the strip is very quiet. It's weird. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I have a friend who's a photographer, a professional photographer, and he took well advantage of going up and down the strip with it empty the way it is and getting some, you know, photos you'd never be able to get, and you'd just sit there and scratch your head out, just it being as empty as it is. And, you know, when, when they started this quarantine back in the, like, actually it was on St. Patrick's Day. That was a great way to spend faith. St. Patrick's Day in Las Vegas is being told you got to go home. And, and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, you know, people went out and just drove around and saw the nothing that was going on on the strip. So it's been kind of a weird, it's been a weird feeling out here in the, in the desert, I guess. St. Patrick's Day plus the opening weekend of, uh, March Madness, which is a big moneymaker for Vegas. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and Kurt, the draft, we had so much hopes. Oh, the yeah, draft, the draft too. was supposed to be last week. I mean, they did. They still did it. I don't know if yeah. they did it here, but, yeah, that was a huge, you know, whatever that didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> they did everything virtually, which is uh, really weird. Jason Walker Show joining uh, by Kirk McKnight on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. He's an author. All right, so you've written a couple of books, and uh, three that I know of, but two in particular uh, we're going to chat about. Um but the first one is the voices of baseball, and I teased it a little bit because Kirk, these aren't your normal baseball books. These are, you know, stories from, and you have another one, voices of hockey. But these are from stories that you've talked with play-by-play announcers talking about their favorite moments in certain stadiums and 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 you know places and arenas. There are different kinds of books, and I I. They're really awesome. I love this. Thank you. I mean, if anything, I should think I should I should be plugging these books more because if I mean, if anything, over the last two Sundays has taught us with uh, ESPN the dance, you know, Michael Jordan documentary mm-hmm. that's, that's airing. I mean, it's people are like clamoring to get something. You know, there's no live sports going on, mm-hmm. you know, in the states, and so I should be pushing these books because. There's no baseball. You can at least read the books and get a stadium tour. I mean, you know, a lot of people want to get out there and do a ballpark tour, get on a bus, but nobody can do that right now. So you might as well do it from your from the comfort of your home. And and that's what that's what the voices of baseball is. 
at least the first half of it or first two thirds of it is a stadium tour from all the broadcasters of each team, or at least their most known broadcasters. And, and they give you the, their experiences. There's, there's some of the biggest moments in baseball over the last 65 years are in, in, in the voices of baseball. And that's basically told firsthand by the people who lived them and, and broadcast them. It's, it's great to me because, you know, like you said, anybody can go to a ballpark at when, when we're playing games, um, you know the stories of certain big moments, like you know Cal Ripken breaking Lou Gehrig's streak or Kurt Gibson's home run. I mean, we all know where we were at those moments, but to hear it from the broadcasters, not as they call it in the moment, but the aftermath and their you know experience of it. We know how it sounded, like Kurt Gibson's you know home run in '88 with Vin Scully or Jack Buck, but to hear it from a different perspective, I think it's just super awesome. Yeah, it definitely was one of my biggest highlights, talking with Vince Scully and talking with him on the phone for a half hour. It, uh, it was surreal. You know, somebody I grew up listening to on the radio, and he's calling me at my house and giving me a half hour of his time to help me with this book. It just it, it meant so much to me. And, and every single word that came out of his mouth is in that book at some part or another whether it be the Gibson home run or him talking about Hank Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's record. He was the one on the, he was on the call for that too. It was one of the most famous calls in baseball history. Uh, And, and him talking about Ebbets Field. I mean, there's just uh, so many different moments. That guy has gone through so much over. I mean, that's what happens when you broadcast for 67 years, you basically have some experiences and tells the tale. I don't know of anybody who will ever have that many no-hitters or perfect games oh. called, and, and, and that's because, you know, who else is going to broadcast for 67 years for a team that, for the most part, is relatively successful almost throughout. If you think about uh, if you think about the Dodgers, especially, I mean, they haven't won any World Series since that 88 World Series, but you know they've been in the playoffs quite a bit mm-hmm. when, the, when the Giants are winning and. <laughs> Kirk McKnight, the author, joining us here. He's written books, uh, Voices of Baseball, Voices of Hockey, and then a book on Dale Murphy, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, so when you're sitting talking to these guys, you know, it's it's a different kind of interview because do you just ask a question and then just let them talk, or how did you how did you approach this? I think at first when I was like kind of just getting the ropes, of course I just wanted to just ask them and then just sit there and, and just look, look at them like with a wide eyed smile and just, and then after I got more and more interviews done, I started getting a little more comfortable, I guess, and started asking and being a little more interactive. But all the while, I'm, I'm at total awe. I'm in total awe of these people that I'm talking with of all these sport of hockey and baseball because there's a reverence about they, their, their careers demand that reverence. I mean, they have called some of the greatest moments in sports history and they are the soundtrack to some of the greatest moments in sports history. And that deserves that reverence. So anytime I'm doing a, a, an interview, I just, I just wait until they stop talking and then I, say wow and then i start the next question that's basically all i can do kirk mcknight joining us here jason walker show uh so with the voices of baseball uh one other guy that i know that uh, he's on the cover but uh john miller and you know john did a lot of great stuff with 
ESPN, but also the Baltimore Orioles. He's with the San Francisco Giants now. I believe he also did some stuff with the New York Mets for a while. But this is a guy who, you know, I saw a baseball highlight film years and years ago. I might have still been in high school, but he was talking about the best broadcasters are ones that use their own voices and not try to imitate. And he's talking as Vin Scully, which was mm-hmm. just it was so cool because John Miller, one of the best, and was impersonating one of the best. But again, a guy that has seen a lot of great moments in baseball history. John is maybe my favorite broadcaster who's still currently broadcasting. Uh, some of the Hall of Famers uh, have either retired, and in the case, in the one case of uh, Dick Denver, he passed away. But you know, of these Hall of Famers that I've talked to, or, or any of the broadcasters in baseball, I think John is still my favorite, uh, mainly because. Yeah, he, he brings an entertaining aspect to it. He, you know, you mentioned he, he does the uh, impersonation of Vin Scully, but he also does the impersonations of certain countries' uh, versions of Vin Scully. You know, there are, like you were saying, there are broadcasters who kind of parrot other voices and try to kind of call the game like parroting that voice. And and a couple of them do it in different languages. There's a There's a Japanese... Vin Scully, basically, there in the in the in the Tokyo leagues and all that, and there's one also in 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 the Spanish leagues down in uh, in Mexico or one of those. But he, you know, and John Miller can do both of those uh, personations of in different languages of the person calling a a game as if Vin Scully were calling it in that other language. It's hilarious. Uh, so besides John Miller and Vin Scully, who were your favorite? Who was the favorite in uh, interview for Voices of Baseball? Uh, my favorite interview was Eric Nadell of the Texas Rangers, mm. and it's for the for the purpose of it really shot me out the gates. It was my third interview, it was my third broadcaster, so it was very early in the process. But it was my first Hall of Famer that I was interviewing, and he was so congenial, and he told such great stories. And we were in the ballpark uh, at spring training in the Texas Rangers uh, facility and ballpark watching a game. He wasn't calling the game that day, so we were talking baseball while the game was going on. And there was a couple that was in front of us, like a row down, that kept turning and craning their necks a little bit, turning, and I'm like, oh, man, we're ruining this game for these guys because we're talking over this. You know, we're just talking and talking. And after the interview was done, he kind of went his way, went back to the press box, and the couple went up to me and they said, well, we're Ranger fans, and we immediately recognize Mr. Nadell's voice. When does your book come out? Wow! And, and that moment, and that moment, I just thought, okay, this is happening. This is happening. I'm down here in spring training. I'm going to be here for another five days. I've got interviews lined up. This, this is really going on, and this is happening. And and it and it's been a wild ride ever since. I mean, I, I've even been interviewing broadcasters to hopefully get an audio edition of the book uh, sometime down the line, and and gotten more and more relevant, and more recent experience, but uh, not not too much. To add to uh, the paperback edition, if you guys really want the gist of the book, the paperback edition has uh, about two or three more broadcasters, not in the original, the hardcover. And that's uh, Joe Buck, for one, mm-hmm. great story. Dick Enberg, and then Pat Hughes calling the 2016 World Series championship winning Cubs. So that's 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 what comes with the paperback book. But, I mean, every, every broadcaster brings with them an experience or two or three or however many. Yeah. It just depends on just depends on how much how willing they are to give me their time and honestly how much tenure they have under their belt too. Kirk McKnight joining us, the uh, author of uh, the Voices of Baseball, the Voices of Hockey, 
and also uh, Batting Clean, a, a book about Dale Murphy, or with Dale Murphy uh, in it. But I, let's, like I said, it, the, the cool thing is, you know, you can get a history of a stadium. You can get the Wikipedia. You can find, you know, somebody will, there's books about all of the stadiums across the country. But like I said, to hear it from the broadcasters is amazing. And then the voices of hockey, Kirk, you're talking to some guys that have done unbelievable hockey games. How cool was that? No pun intended because yeah. it's ice hockey. No, I <laughs> I mean, talking to, um, talking to Marv Albert was a huge experience for me because I've been such a fan of Marv Albert all my life. I mean, I've basketball fan, all the biggest calls you can imagine in NBA playoff history. A lot of them have been Marv Albert at the mic. And so basically talking to him about the Rangers and, and, and broadcasting for the Rangers in Madison Square Garden was a huge thrill for me. Uh, also, Gary Thorne uh, is another, if you're a big hockey fan, Gary Thorne was the Doc Emmerich of, of hockey for years. And yep. now, you know, Doc Emmerich has been the Doc Emmerich of hockey for 25 years now with doing all the lead broadcasting on, on the Stanley Cup playoffs. But, you know, Gary was, was in there in that capacity too. And uh, calling a, uh, Gretzky's 802nd goal to pass Gordy Howe, that might be the pinnacle moment in hockey history over the last 40 years easily. And to have somebody who was right there on the air who basically – it was the highlight of his career, I think. I think, I think it was – probably one of the highlights, at least hockey-wise, of Gary Thorne's career to be able to call Gretzky getting that 802nd goal. And so that, that – because I think that was actually the question. I wasn't anticipating it, but that's the call that – that's the, that was the answer to my question. I was talking about the, uh, the, the Devils because he used to call for the Devils, the New Jersey Devils, for a long time. But I wasn't anticipating that, but I got it. And when you get something like that, you're just like, oh, wow, how fortuitous was it that this is the person who made that call? Well, and with Gary Thorne, too, and you know, he's such a great baseball announcer as well um, with the Orioles, a longtime Mets guy. But there was a great story on Patriots Day. He did the Boston Red Sox game on ESPN television, and then that night did a playoff hockey game with the Bruins on ESPN. That You know, that's a long, long day for a play-by-play announcer. You think about the prep that goes into to one game. Gary Thorne, he's my he's one of my all time favorites just because of the um, the the uh, not the adversity but uh, he, he's so good versatility. Um, mm. See that's why you're an author and I'm just I, I talk for a living. Uh, <laughs> but the versatility that he brings to the world of sports, I, I love Gary Thorne. Yeah, and and I and you, you mentioned that about uh, him doing the the double duty. Uh, that's another interesting uh, thing was Doc Emmerich and Bob Costas calling a Pirates game a few years back. And uh, that's really something because uh, especially for Doc, I mean, Doc, if you, if you ever listen to a hockey broadcaster and how much they have to give you and, and, and the pace of it, and then you talk to a baseball broadcaster, it, it's two different worlds. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure for, I'm sure for Doc calling that Pirates game, since he's a big pirate fan and all that. And I think that's kind of close to where he lives anyway. Uh, it, you know, it's probably, not a vacation for him, but I'm sure it was way less of a load to carry than calling a Stanley Cup playoff championship game or something like that. So it must have been pretty rela- it must have been pretty uh, refreshing is the word I guess I'm trying to think of for those two to, to call that game. 
<laughs> but it's just a different, it's a dichotomy of two different, you know, worlds, basically. Uh, Kirk McKnight, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. All right, so you have another book out, and this one intrigues me because um, Kurt Schilling and you had a, a very nice Twitter uh uh, discussion about this and uh, an agreement, which you never see Twitter agreements, right? It's always arguments. But Kurt Schilling agreed with you that Dale Murphy should be in the Hall of Fame, and and I I disagree to an extent. But take me through your book, Batting Clean. Well, I mean, God, when you when you start getting through more and more information, you're really starting to wonder who really belongs in the Hall of Fame nowadays. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, Dale Murphy was my favorite player. He's the only re- he's the, not the only reason, he's the main reason that I ever started watching baseball and fell in love with baseball as a kid. I watched him on TBS every day, whether I was in Utah visiting my family or just here in Vegas on a summer afternoon, tuning at 4.05 Pacific, and you got the TBS Superstation playing Dale Murphy and the Atlanta Braves, and they sucked. You know, it was a horrible team, but, but it was Del Murphy and anybody will tell you that it was, it was Del Murphy playing on a horrible team, but Del Murphy, it's like Kurt Schilling said, he says, I, he says he's probably one of the two or three best players in the entire 1980 era. And the reason, and why he's not in the hall of fame, I don't know. And, and, and I, I, I feel like Del Murphy, when you think of the cards and the hands he was dealt, basically playing on that horrible team. If you see the numbers and the stats, the guy almost had 1,300 RBIs. He had 398 home runs. He had almost 1,200 runs scored. If you take what he did uh, and put it in a lineup that has somebody maybe on base in front of him or somebody who can knock him in afterwards, you take those factors, which are intangibles, obviously, and you can't sit there and say what if and whatever, but if you think about it, his class and the character that he that he resembles uh, and brings to the game and has brought to the game for the 25-plus years that he's been retired, I feel like he is definitely the epitome of a Hall of Fame uh, incipient or recipient, recipient because we're talking about character nowadays, and, and a lot of times character is keeping a lot of these guys out of the Hall of Fame, like I'm just going to say their names, Bonds, Clemens, and eventually, A. Rod is going to be eligible for the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and they're probably going to pass on him too. Well, and even Schilling, and and Schilling, and and Schilling's like the character issue too, and 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 and. But when you talk about actual character, and just for on the good side, you know, Murph has a Twitter account, but you don't see him bad mouthing and and doing anything, and he just tries to keep it. You know, he tries to keep it classy and tries to keep it low key. He's not involved in the book in one in in any capacity mainly because that was his choice and and i totally respected it because murphy's not going to be the kind of person to sit there and tout himself and say hey i belong in the hall of fame he is the last person that's going to do something like that but i wanted to take people like uh ernie johnson jr bobby cox john sterling who used to broadcast for the Braves before he came over to the yankees these guys people these are household names that people are very familiar with and they knew Murphy personally and still do and and think the world of him and think, yeah, not only was he a great person, but he was an amazing ball player. So that that's the argument. You can go, you know, all the six criteria that the Hall of Fame weighs and considers when when weighing whether or not they're gonna induct a person, 
if you look at him across the board, he, he definitely represented each of those six criteria very well, and some of them head and shoulders above the rest. Kirk McKnight joining us, and Murph also was uh, one of the few guys that has had a, a movie based on him that's not based on him, The Slugger's Wife. Do you remember that bad movie? Oh, crap. Now I have to go watch it. <laughs> you, did you never see it? No, I did oh. not. I did not know that. Oh, it came out in 1985. Uh, Randy Quaid's in it. I think he's a he's a aging slugger. Uh, Rebecca De Mornay, uh, Michael O'Keefe plays the guy called Daryl Palmer, who's this like he's a Dale Murphy kind, and it's an Atlanta Braves movie. So um, yeah, 1985. It's a terrible, terrible movie, but you'll have to watch it if you're a Braves fan and a Murphy fan. So it's a it's well, based on him. But... What a resounding uh, what a resounding uh, uh argument you're making for me to watch it. What a terrible, <laughs> terrible movie. But it's based on Murph. You have to watch I mean, it's one of those that you just have to see it. So, um, yeah. so how somebody people... gave me a copy of Murph and the book Murph that he wrote and, oh, with, yeah. and co-wrote with somebody. Somebody gave me that because I, I was trying to find it, and somebody somebody gave it to me at church a few a few months ago, and I, I wanted to cry. I was like, oh. I was so touched by that. And they had a couple autographed pictures of him in there, and Wow. It was great. Hey, uh, bef- <laughs> before I let you go, um, I got the chance to watch Murph's kid play in a uh, in Colorado in, in uh, um, like a Triple Crown World Series type thing uh, back in the uh, early part of the 2000s. It would have been 2005 when uh, he his kid was there and Murph was in the stands and I, I left him alone. Didn't I didn't want to be that guy as a you know now as a sports director at a TV station. I you know, but you're just you're there on the kids. You're not focused on the dads. But uh, yeah, Murph was uh, was great. He just sat there and watched his kid play baseball. So he he lived up there in Montana for some time, didn't he? Uh, that I don't know. Um, Somebody told me that he lived up there in Montana because they they live by him, and then I just and the, and then and you know now he's obviously down where he lives now. But like uh, I thought he lived in Utah, but I don't know. That's why that's why I thought that maybe that was why he was there. Well, the, the the Colorado was in uh, Grand Junction, and it was a big, big World Series. Like the this company puts it on, and they bring in teams from all over the country, and it's like a wood bat tournament and um, for high school kids. It was pretty cool. It was a cool deal. So uh, people can get your books though at Amazon dot com. The Voices of Baseball, The Voices of Hockey, and Batting Clean. Uh, they're they're all well written and they're all well received. And uh, do you have you got a new book coming up? Uh, just working on something. I'm working on something and uh, doing interviews. Great time to do some interviews with the uh, with, uh, baseball shutdown. Yep. So it's a good time to – you have no excuse. Tell me you're uh, catching a flight to somewhere when you're not. That's, yep. So uh, yeah, you can't give me the – you can't put me off. So I, I've been I've been really slamming the, the uh, interview uh, software really hard the last couple of weeks. So it's been good, and I, I can't wait to start putting the product together. Well, I'm uh, impressed by the books, Voices of Baseball, Voices of Hockey, Batting Clean, Amazon.com. Kirk McKnight, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. Uh, appreciate it, man, and uh, take care and uh, stay safe. Thank you. You guys as well. That is uh, Kirk McKnight joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. And, uh, man, get those books, uh, Voices of Baseball. If you want to know this, the history of stadiums and moments uh, from a different aspect, it's cool. Appreciate Kirk joining us. Last segment brought to you by our friends at Rutgers Furniture. We'll take a break. We'll come back. And when we return, we'll talk some American Legion baseball with Helena Senators coach John Burnett. That is next. This is the Jason Walker Show. 
Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. During this time of uncertainty and stay-at-home orders, Dinners Done Right wants to remind you that they're still open. Just go to dinnersdoneright.com, place your order, and then pick it up for dinner that night. Or plan ahead and order for the weekend. It's easy. Visit dinnersdoneright.com, register, pick your meals, then pick them up. During this time of during this time of uncertainty and stay-at-home orders, Dinners Done Right wants to remind you that they're still open. Just go to dinnersdoneright.com, place your order, and then pick it up for dinner that night. Or plan ahead and order for the weekend. It's easy. Visit dinnersdoneright.com, register, pick your meals, then pick them up. Or stop in and grab meals out of the front freezer. Dinners Done Right's taking extra precautions with extra cleanings going on with every piece of equipment and personnel. Dinners Done Right thanks you for your continued support, and may we all stay safe and healthy during this time. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Oh, I'm done with this. Thinking about trying something new? The Montana Air National Guard has so many exciting career fields to choose from, many that can open up opportunities in your civilian life. The best part? You'll be getting paid to learn a new trade skill right here at home. What are you waiting for? Let's get you in school and get you paid. Contact Leek Vecto at 406-788-8962. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show, Major Mortgage Man Cave. Still uh, efforting Jason Ferris. Try to get him on uh, maybe tomorrow. I know he was uh, out of service a little bit today, so we'll uh, we'll try to get him on tomorrow. Nick McCarville will join us tomorrow. Capital Bruin standout on the tennis courts. Writes amazing tennis and uh, covers uh, ice hockey. Uh, or ice uh, skating, and he's a great, great, great friend of the show. So we'll talk to him tomorrow. Uh, still, uh, still discussing on the Facebook about the uh, the uh, Class C six and eight man All Star football games getting canceled, and and I mentioned that you know you can't really schedule them or reschedule them for down the uh, down the road in August or July because a we don't know. What is what's going to happen? We don't even know if the state of Montana is going to open up for reals after phase three anytime soon. So, uh, Howard, I appreciate your points, and uh, maybe I'll get you on the show this week, and we can t- we can talk about it. 
But uh, I do want to talk about Legion Baseball because we finally have something to chat about with Legion Baseball. And joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline is uh, Helena Senators coach John Burnett. All right, coach, so when I talked to you, I guess uh, in early April, it was the day you were supposed to have tryouts. That didn't happen. Or maybe it was the end of March. That's when it was. But uh, we have some news now, potentially great news for American Legion Baseball. Uh, yeah, Jason, for sure. You know, last time we talked, it was we were kind of treading water and trying to figure out what was going on. And now I think, you know, with, with the new directive issued by the governor um, and uh, some uh, some oversight from Montana American Legion Baseball, you know, I think we have an avenue to move forward. And, you know, that's, that's kind of where, where we're headed is we're doing what we can now to uh, contact the local authorities and get their approvals to let us move forward. And if we have that, our, our plan is to start our tryout and practice process on uh, this coming Thursday. So with that, and I know that everybody across the state met on Saturday in a conference call, and, and I brought this up at the top of the show, and it, it, it'll be great. And some teams are able to start practicing today. There's a lot of questions that, uh, that I have that hopefully you can answer about this, but you mentioned the local you know, authorities. Well, Kendrick, Legion Field, where the Helena Senators play, is, if I'm right, owned by the city of Helena, correct? So they have to approve you guys even be able to step, to unlock the fences to even get onto the field. Right. So, so the city does, does own Kendrick Legion Field. So so we will be get, getting approval from the city. We're, we are starting out with the uh, Lewis and Clark County Health Department. Okay. Um, that's, that's who we're in conversations with right now. Um, we that that process is going you know we, we haven't got an answer out of them yet so you know i i figured and, and our legion board figured it was probably appropriate to start with the the county health department and then it, you know if we were able to get their approval then we would uh take that to the city um you, you know just because there, there's a good chance that they would just defer to the health department as is so we figured we'd start with the health department, and you know we will definitely definitely get the approvals needed. I, I mean, the the whole kind of thing behind all this is, you know, we we want to make sure it's done right because one program in the state that doesn't do it the right way can mess it up for the other, you know, sixty some programs in the state. Very so, true. Uh, yeah. John Burnett joining us here, Jason Walker show the uh, Helena Senators coach. All right, so phase one is what we started yesterday slash today. Uh, groups of 10 or more are still, 10 or less, I guess, is is still where we're at with phase one of Governor Bullock's plan. There's more than 10 kids on a baseball team. I get you can do some social distancing, but if you're taking infield, everybody's touching the same baseball. You know, if you hit it to short, throw it to first, I mean, there's that chance. You know what I'm saying here? And so that's a big question is how do you keep, I can get social distancing. But how do you keep the same bats, the same helmets, the same balls that these kids are going to be touching? So, so we do. You know, I put together a plan with, with uh, help from our Legion board, and that's what I what I have sent to the county health health department um, to to address some of those issues. So, so if you read the directive from Governor Bullock, you know, and I'll I'll just read what, read it here. It says organized youth activities can consider becoming operational if physical distance distancing guidelines can be implemented. Mm-hmm. Organized youth activities should avoid gathering in groups of more than 10 people in circumstances that, that do not readily allow for appropriate physical di- distancing. Well, I mean, you think about a baseball field, you know, it's, you know, 
four or five acre park Kendrick is. Um, so we, we can easily keep those group numbers to under 10 people. So our plan is, you know, we have, we have three teams and there's going to be lots, lots of kids trying out, you know? Um, so we're, we're actually going to split and we're going to run really two different tryouts. Um, you know, one for grades eight and nine, uh, at a certain time. And then another tryout in essence for grades 10 through 12. Um, and then, you know, once one age group is done, we have a 30 minute open window where um, coaches will be in charge of, you know, cleaning the equipment, any of the shared equipment that is used, like you mentioned, helmets and bats, uh, balls, those will all be disinfected, and then the park will be clear, and then we'll have the next group of kids come in. And, you know, really our goal is from, from the moment that these kids get out of their car in the parking lot, we're going to, you know, have a coach standing at the gate. We're going to make sure that they follow these physical distancing we're going to have, we have some, uh, some infrared thermal, um, thermometers. We're going to have a coach, you know, zap them and check their temperature. And if they're over 100.4, we're going to send them home. So we are, we are going to do everything we can to make sure that, you know, we can move forward and we don't mess this up for, for other programs. And, you know, we can see baseball in, in this state. John Burnett joining us, the Senators coach on the Jason Walker show. That's all great, and I, I love that plan. I think it sounds fantastic. I'd love to see baseball. There's a lot of people that would love to see any semblance of live sports this summer, and if we can do it with our youth, that's even more uh, promising. Or more, it's better for all of us. But in a dugout, how do you social distance and, and kids that haven't seen each other, Coach, in you know two months? How do you social distance in a dugout? Let's say that you guys can play a game coming up, and we'll talk about that in a second. But you can't keep kids ten, or, you know, six feet apart in a dugout with twenty-five kids on a team. Well, you know that 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 kind of thing does come up, and, and like we like we talked about, you know, you know, once we get these kids through the gate, we're sending them to the bleachers. We're going to have you know, X is marked off where they can sit and put on their gear and listen to any instruction. They're going to be six feet apart from each other. You know, luckily we do have a big facility where, the, where they will be able to be distant. Um, and, and, you know, it's going to be on us coaches uh, to make sure that we follow these, these instructions. Um, you, know, you know, the other thing we're going to do is we're going to, uh, we're going to split into smaller groups. Um, so we're going to have eight, eight players per group with one coach. Uh, and he's going to run these eight eight kids through the tryout process from drill to drill to drill. We're going to keep the same coach with them. Each group gets a bucket of balls uh, that will be disinfected before the practice. It will be disinfected after the practice. So it will be the eight people touching the same balls, and they'll be cleaned afterwards. And then, you know, so that will, you know, you, you talk about germs and that kind of thing. It, that will cut down on the amount of germs you know, that we could have, uh, we are recommending that strongly recommending that the players come in face masks. Uh, my coaches will all be in, in face masks. Um, so I, I mean, I, I think we're, I think we are going to be going to more, you know, steps and more safeguards than other programs in the state. And these aren't mandated on us, but you know, we just think it's important as a group to make sure we're as safe as possible. Um, Oh, and I was going to say, you know, talking about the dugout and all that, uh, you know, first of all, we aren't, we aren't going to be playing games until phase two. So there will be no games played until we move into phase two as a state, which allows for 50 people. Um, 
which is what, you know, you have a team of, uh, when you throw in coaches, you have 20 people per team. So two teams, that's 40 people plus two umpires plus, you know, whatever support staff you need to, uh, you, you know, to run the scoreboard and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, you add all those up and there's your 50 people right there. Yep. So, you know, we, we won't have fans in the stadium at, at least at the beginning um, until we get into a better situation. But, you know, that's, that's kind of our goal. And I think, you know, as a state and as a Legion baseball group, you know, the coaches and the administrators thought that this is, this is something we can, we can abide by these guidelines and still get baseball going and, and allow our youth to get out, out of the field. Which I think would be great uh, to have, like I said, some semblance of normalcy this summer. And if that means Legion baseball is it, then so be it because we all love baseball. When you're talking about May 22nd is the drop dead date. And if the governor hasn't gone to phase two by then, there will be no baseball games. There will be no Legion season. Um, well, I, I, Jason, I, I don't know that's necessarily true. I think if we haven't gone to phase two, I think we just are going to extend it and we'll, we'll, we will remain in our practicing mode, um, you know, keeping groups of less than, less than 10 together, and then we'll just keep pushing it out. I mean, eventually we will get to a date where it's like, hey, if we can't get conference games in, if we can't figure out some sort of seating for the state tournament, then we might have to look at canceling, canceling the games, but in our call on Saturday, we talked about dates past May to, or May, what was May 22nd. We looked at dates past May 22nd to begin games. So I, I don't think that's a drop dead date that if we aren't in phase two by then, the season's done. Um, we'll just keep extending with what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. That, that was in the article that came out was uh, the May 22nd date. All right. So with, with Legion and conference play, some of those teams are in Canada. You can't travel across the border, and they're not going to have any, you know, so you're going to lose games there. You can't travel to your normal tournaments, um, which is terrible. Like, you know, I, I was it this year Minneapolis? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, so, yeah, we, we discussed that as a baseball board, and, and, you know, we are fully fully planning on not being able to travel to uh, the tournament in Minnesota. Um, the Canadian teams, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen with them as of, as it sits right now. Yeah, you can't cross the border just like we can't go over to, say, Washington and play because we'd have to quarantine for 14 days when we come back. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really going to be in-state, you know, in-state games, at least for now. I mean, I, I think the Canadian teams, there were some on the call. They were kind of holding out hope that, you know, later on we can, you know, squeeze them into the schedule and, you know, the border – the border things will get lifted, but I, I'm not sure where that's going to go. Uh, really what we discussed and where we came to, you know, where we finalized the call on Saturday was we're going to have to have more meetings. You know, we're going to have to break out into double A, A, so we can talk about conference schedules and that sort of thing. But, you know, really the call on Saturday was just to kind of answer questions and let everybody know that, Hey, we do have, we do have a way to move forward. Here's what you need to do, which, which you know, includes getting approval from the local uh, health official. All right. Let me ask you this before I let you go, too. As John Burnett joins us here at Jason Walker Show, if the, if the county health department doesn't give you approval, then how long do you keep waiting? How long do you keep pushing the, se- you know, the, the tryout week back? Sure. Um, you, you know, we're, 
we, we will keep, you know, working with the county and, and answering any questions they might have. I, I will tell you that I, you know, I just found out today my, uh, my, my co- the coach down in Bozeman, Garrett uh, Schultz, who I'm good friends with, he just sent me his approval he got from Gallatin County. So Gallatin County's approved them to begin practice. Well, I, know, I know they're going up in Kalispell. I know they're, they're playing in Butte today. Um, you know, I, I, and it's the whole Gallatin County. So Bozeman, Belgrade, uh, three forks, they are all playing today. So I, I would hope that we could, you know, that we can have some good conversations because I think Lewis and Clark County is, you know, different than some of these communities that I've mentioned that have already got approval. Well, there's Lewis and Clark County is a lot different for a lot of different reasons. Uh, John Burnett, our guest here on the Jason Walker show. And like I said, I'm just playing devil's advocate with a lot of these questions because I want baseball. I want these kids to have a season. And what's going to suck is if they do get to play, but nobody's there to watch them, you know, and, then, and that's going to be a tough part. And hopefully, you know, that doesn't last long, but that's a possibility. And have you talked to the, any of the kids about that? Like, you know, what happens when that parent shows up and you got to toss them out? Well, well, you know, I, I think it's, it, it's, it's definitely a different year. And, you know, it's something that, you know, we're, we're all going to have to make, you know, you know, kind of, we're all going to have a little bit of give and take. And, and, you know, we talked at our board meeting that, you know, if we can't have fans, I mean, that hurts us because, you know, we don't get our gate revenue. We don't get our concession revenue, which is all stuff that goes into running our program. Um, and if we, if we can't have that, you know, there's things we will do to try to make it better. You know, we, we, we talked about, you know, we've streamed some, some of our games on Facebook live in the past and just kind of tied into the audio, but we talked about, Hey, you know, we're going to have to, we, we're going to have to invest in a, in a better camera. You know, we're going to have to potentially bring some play by play in, you know, because it, it's going to be a draw. You know, I could see not just the community of Helena, but, you know, all, all over the U.S., if we're some of the only baseball going on, there's going to be people wanting to uh, tune in and watch live baseball. No doubt so about it, because North Dakota is not going to have Legion this year. So, sure, sure. I mean, it, it, it's, it's an opportunity, you, you know, for us, but, you know, we could be a good drawing, you know, I, you never know. You could get some, you know, some college programs tuning in and getting to look at kids that they've never looked at before just by us being one of the few programs that's going. That is true. Uh, Coach, you're going to be on again uh, down the road because uh, hopefully we're going to be talking about a season and talking about games and, and we get going here uh, very soon, but, um, let me know how the uh, what the county uh, health department says. Uh, stay in touch, and uh, good luck. And hopefully you get tryouts starting this weekend. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, I'll I'll keep you in the loop. And and yeah, I look forward to it. I I enjoy coming on and talking with you. So thanks, Jason. Thanks, Coach. That is uh, Helena Senators Coach John Burnett giving us an update on uh, on baseball. And hopefully we get a Legion season. That is the plan. And like Coach said, you've got cities practicing today, holding tryouts and doing all sorts of things. One of those includes Bozeman and Gallatin County as a whole, where they just reported a death, the first in Gallatin County from the COVID-19, but their cases have significantly dropped, which is fantastic. So I thought Bozeman was the hotbed in the state of Montana, and it appears now it's not. All right, uh, tomorrow, hopefully we get Jason Ferris on. We will uh, chat with... uh, Nick McCarville as well. And Kimberly, you are, uh, you're very welcome as uh, we get the Legion uh, update and hopefully uh, we get going.
Today is uh, on this day is April 27th, brought to you by the Motherload Sports Bar, Casino, and Restaurant. They will be opening back up May the 4th. Uh, what is that, a week from today? Uh, today is National Babe Ruth Day, first celebrated in 1947 on this day at Yankee Stadium. It is Prime Rib Day. It is also Tell a Story Day. 1956, uh, undefeated world heavyweight boxing champ Rocky Marciano retired from the ring. 1961, the NFL officially recognized the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. 1983, Nolan Ryan became the strikeout king, passing Walter Johnson. And to think Nolan pitched, one another 15 years. Uh, 1984, over 70 inches of snow fell at Red Rock Lake, Montana. 70 inches. That's a lot. Uh, happy birthdays today, 1791. Samuel Morse, the inventor of the Morse Code and the Telegraph, born in Massachusetts. 1896, Rogers Hornsby, the seven-time National League batting champ, was born. And 1916, Enos Slaughter, huge uh, slugger, was born on this date as well. Casey Kasem, born on this date in 1932, and on this date in 1959, Sheena Easton was born, the singer in Glasgow, Scotland. Yeah, uh, Love Sheena Easton. All right, let's get to, where are we going? This. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Well, we learned that there could be American Legion baseball. Just got uh, done talking to uh, John Burnett, Helena Senators coach, and hopefully we have Senators baseball. Hopefully we have Legion baseball across the state this year. Uh, We'll keep you updated on that. Kirk McKnight, the author from Las Vegas, joined us. Talked about his books, Voices of Hockey, Voices of Baseball, Batting Clean, and uh, making a case for why Dale Murphy should be in the Hall of Fame. Tomorrow, Nick McCarvel will join us. Great tennis writer. There's a lot of tennis news to talk about. And also, uh, hopefully, Jason Ferris. I know he was out of uh, service, so we'll try to get Jason on tomorrow. And a uh, great week ahead of us. Keep uh, Keep safe. I know we're supposed to be out and about and all that stuff today, but stay safe. Wash your hands. We'll see you tomorrow. Jason Walker Show right here at 4. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.